Welcome to the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everyone? It's noon, and we're feeling good. There are just four teams left in the NFL playoffs fighting for their spot to make it to the Super Bowl. And man, do I love football. The games leading up to this weekend have been insane. With the kickers being the heroes, winning the games in the final seconds, you couldn't write a better script. And now your thoughts on the overtime rules may taint your experience a little, but regardless, we were all entertained. Games like this and having players with ties to your favorite college team may bring out some bandwagon fans. And heck, you might be one. I asked you on Twitter how you feel about fans joining up with winning teams. And speaking of winning teams, LA Rams safety and former Ute Eric Weddle was asked to come out of retirement to give some depth to the team in the playoffs at 37 years old. People wondered whether he'd be ready physically and mentally after being out of the game for two years, but he's been fantastic. And to give us some insight into how it all happened and how he and his family are handling him being back in the league, former Utah State soccer player and Eric's wife, Chanel Weddle, will join me later in the show. But first, on with me now is my bass-voiced buddy, Ben Bagley. Hello, Ben. Hello, Lauren. <laughs> you always have to go a hair lower than normal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How are right, you? Ben, I want... I'm great. I am so good, especially that you're on with me. And I want to get this out of the way because you have strong opinions, and I love people with strong opinions. Okay, go. Uh, Shoot. I, yes, I've heard it both ways all week long from fans, former players, and media members. Do you agree or disagree with the overtime rules in the NFL? The rules are what the rules are. You knew the rules going in. Stop them. I, I'm not a huge... stop them? Uh, defense, stop oh, the offense. The get the ball back. Okay, uh, okay. You, you got right. two sides of the ball. Both sides got to do their job in order to win. Mm-hmm. So there's that. The, I, I think I subscribe to that because hindsight complaining and moaning and, and oh, well, it should be different. Uh, let's be honest. Football <laughs> overtime rules in college and pro suck. They're terrible, but but give me come up with a better solution. Just don't tell me they stink, and and there's no need complaining about it in hindsight. Just have your defense go out on the field and stop somebody. You didn't you didn't even need to stop them. Just hold them to a field goal. That's all you had to do, and they didn't do it. I don't like the rules, f- but they are what they are. Agreed. I I had a feeling that's what you'd subscribe to because I know you're all about like like just do your job. Do your job, get it done, don't complain. But I <laughs> I have to be honest, speaking of complaining, they do bother me. They bothered me watching that game. And it's kind of like a game-to-game thing for me. But the Chiefs and Bills last week, it, it bothered me. Maybe the best NFL game any of us have watched, at least the at least the last quarter, right? And the Bills didn't even get a shot. Josh Allen didn't get a shot with his incredible performance. And I know defense can win games. But the, both of the offenses were rolling and I felt like they both needed a shot. Both defenses needed a shot to end the game. So I, the, that that was that one bothered. of the best games. Like like just when I say best, one of the most entertaining. I think there's a difference. It was one of the most entertaining yes. games, especially ending endings of a game. I think I've ever seen. I, I hate. I, I didn't want to fall victim to the hyperbole of 
greatest football weekend ever. And so, like, I was like, okay, recency bias. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. And then, like, I'm going into Monday and I'm listening to people say it. I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know about this. And you know when I finally turned and agreed with it? Is when I listen to PTI and Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser, two of the most curmudgeoned people I know who I love. I love that show uh, above everything. But <laughs> these are two curmudgeons that are always like, whoa, easy, young people, slow down. We've seen it all. They're like, this is the best weekend of football ever. I'm like, it was. Confirmation, best weekend ever. And I saw it. I can say it. Oh, it was, Ben. It was just like, it's like I said earlier, you couldn't write a better script for the games last weekend. It was it was unreal. And I loved that the kickers were the heroes at the end of the game. It was so much fun to watch. And I'm sorry about your Raiders. I haven't seen no, you. No, 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 don't, don't be, don't be sorry because okay. I got to enjoy okay. last weekend. I didn't have any emotional investment <laughs> into last weekend. I wasn't straining and stressing and cursing and all that other stuff on the edge of the couch last weekend. I was just enjoying <laughs> football because the Raiders weren't in it. It was great, Lauren. I am not complaining. <laughs> well, that brings up another discussion that we need to have. Some fans, Ben, are very protective of their teams for whatever reason. They think if you haven't been cheering for them forever, then you're not allowed to now. Uh, they don't like what we call bandwagon fans. So, Ben, if the Raiders were winning and people who didn't cheer for them the whole season started buying jerseys and rooting for them, what would you think, honestly? I'd laugh at them. <laughs> like, hey, welcome aboard. You're like the Raiders. You're going to really? regret that purchase next year. <laughs> No, I, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Like the bandwagon, I get it, and I, and I think there's probably a time in my life where it bothered me. But I mean, we, we're all bandwagon fans at one time. I mean, we we weren't born into fandom. Right. At some point, you had to choose. Now, what's interesting, and like the one thing that kind of bothers me, and I don't get, but I understand because my son's one of these kids. Like the kids nowadays, and now I'm sounding old again. I do this often. <laughs> Like they, you are old. they don't necessarily have favorite teams. They just cheer for players. And so they've got jerseys of seven mm -hmm. different teams because and to me that's like a foreign concept. I'm like, what are you doing? You you can only yeah. you you can't cheat on five teams. You don't cheer for players, you cheer for laundry, <laughs> not the names on the back of the laundry. But but that's what that's kind of the new mentality. Hey, I'm a Steph Curry yeah. fan and a Devin Booker fan, and I love Kevin Durant, so I got jerseys of three different NBA teams and I and I love I love Kyler Murray, I like Joe Burrow, so I got I got all these different it's weird. To me, it's just like, no, you have one favorite team, and you do not purchase things otherwise. Or colors of opposing teams. My whole closet, silver and black, that's it. I mean, I don't have other colors. It's just, <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, and blue because of all the BYU stuff I got. You know, and I wonder why that is. I wonder if it has something to do with social media. You get to know the personalities of the players a little, little more, you know, than you did before. So you're more loyal to individuals. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, but but you're absolutely right. And, and I'm with you. I, I would be happy about it. I, I don't care about bandwagon fans. And why would you not want more people rooting for your team, more support and more money? Honestly, I think fans can get angry at silly things. And I think that's one of them. Uh, there did seem to be a heck of a lot of Patriot fans, though. Tom <laughs> Brady was there winning Super Bowls, I do have to say. And Warriors and Steph Curry fans for a few years. Uh, they're coming back now. But I think with the NFL, I, I personally root more for players than teams you know fred warner andy reed danny Sorensen, eric weddle currently still in the playoffs I, i'm rooting for all of them i root for Taysom hill it's because i'm a, i'm a byu girl so when it comes to the nfl here in utah we don't have 
We don't have a team. And yeah, so we do. Las Vegas is only four hours away, Lauren. Come on. <laughs> well, you got you got the Denver Broncos. You got yeah, that's further away, though. And, and who wants to wear orange wow. and red, blue? That's terrible. I don't. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would. You're, you know what? I might be a Raiders fan next year. There we go. Welcome aboard. Black. <laughs> no, so I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a big deal. But here's what some of you guys said on Twitter. Uh, at Sports Bros said, I think there's a difference between bandwagon fans who claim fandom only when the team is good and fans of individual players for whatever reason. All right, Jeremy V said, temporary bandwagon fans are fine short term. There's more passion and excitement. People are invested. Just don't act like you've been diehard since birth. <laughs> Oh, that cracked me up. I just love how, oh man, sports really are a religion for people. Like they are so passionate and so, I don't know. It's just crazy how how invested people get in their teams. And I love it. That's why we love sports. But thank you everyone for responding. Keep them coming in. I love having this discussion. And ben, yes. I want to know, what are your predictions for this weekend? Ooh. It's a great question. I got I got the Chiefs, unfortunately, uh, winning. Sorry, I say that because I'm a Raider fan. I'd love to see the Bengals win. I, in, in all seriousness, I, I I cheer for LSU football. They're my they're my SEC uh, team. So Joe Burrow and, okay. and, and and Chase would be fantastic to see them go. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen though. I'm going to say the Chiefs win that one. And then you know what? I I want the Niners to win. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why, and 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 maybe it's because it's Fred, and I know Fred, uh, but I maybe it's the Niners, but I just don't see him beating the Rams. So uh, I'm gonna have to. So I, I think both except teams, they've beat them several times. I think I'm cheering year. for both teams that I don't think are gonna win. So that's setting up for a fun weekend <laughs> for me. <laughs> Man, you love you love hurting. You love to hurt. You love to be angry. Ben, it's all, let's uh, we'll do a therapy session next time. How's that sound? <laughs> I might need it. <laughs> Me too. All right. Up next, former Utah State soccer player and wife of Eric Weddle and current LA Rams safety Chanel Weddle joins me to talk about what she thinks about Eric being called back to the big leagues and if she thinks the Rams can make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Ben thinks. Don't miss it. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. It's not every day you retire from a professional sport and get asked to come back two years later and for the NFL playoffs with a shot at the Super Bowl, nonetheless. But for the former Ute and NFL All-Pro Eric Weddle, he's currently living that reality. But what's life like for his family? And joining me now is former Utah State soccer player and wife of Eric Weddle, the lovely Chanel Weddle. Thanks for coming on with me, Chanel. Yeah, thanks for having me. You are awesome for doing this because uh, I know you're a former Ute and you're a former Aggie coming on BYU Radio. That's a, It's got to be a little painful for you. So <laughs> we really appreciate you coming on. All right, I, I got to know, what was your reaction when Eric called you and told you he was coming out of retirement to play for the Rams? What was your first reaction? Well, so he had gone to an interview for a local high school. So he's thinking about joining that football program. And so he called me and I was thinking he was going to give me an update on that and tell me some good news or bad news or just fill me in. And he says, the first thing he says is, um, what would you say if I told you the Rams coach is called 
and wanted me to come play. And I was like, wait, what? And I knew he wasn't joking because we don't joke about that kind of stuff. So at first I was just like, kind of confused. I'm like, what? Like, how did your interview go? Like, so confused. And then as he started to fill me in and tell me about their starters being hurt and that they thought he could fill this role. I was just, I was just shocked. I'm like, are you serious? Like two years later and in the NFL, I've learned you can't get, you can't get all emotional because things change like every second. And so I knew it wasn't a for sure thing yet. Beginning process. Like it was just the defensive coordinator had called him. And so um, just so many different thoughts and emotions in both of our sides and just um, he talked to his agent and some teammates. And then as, as the night went on and he grew more and more excited, I think I just got more and more excited for him and just was ready to support him if this is what he wanted to do. And it, it was, it was pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh my gosh. So was it for you, was it like a happy, you know, like when it all was said and done, you knew it was happening. Was it a happy, joyful thing or was it kind of like, oh my gosh, here we go again. <laughs> um, I think a little bit of both. Um, he, yeah, I don't know. He, I think he was a little bit nervous about the whole thing, but anxious to get there and see if it was something he can do. I know that it wasn't going to be long-term. Like he has no desire to play next season and I have no desire for him to play next season. So, <laughs> okay. If push comes to shove, I only have a month to do this to the Super Bowl, and I can do this. The kids can do this. Like we'll be fine. And so I never wanted his decision to be based off of me and worry about me and the kids. I'm like, if this is what you want to do, like we're all in. You know, we'll support you. Um, but there was just so many different thoughts, like if he could do it, how he could do it, would we do it? Mm-hmm. How would we do it? And just just so many different thoughts and emotions. So I just tried to stay in the moment until it was like official, official. And it was a for sure thing. And then I was like, all right, we'll just go day by day and, and just ride this thing out. When you told your kids, because you mentioned your kids a few times, and I'm sure that's strange for them because they've had their dad home for two years. What did they think mm-hmm. about him uh, going back to work? Well, we didn't even tell them until later that night. So I think um, this was over a span of a few hours. So by the time we were all back home together, it was around nine o'clock. And we decided it was official. He was going to do this. And so before he started to pack, we told them and they were so excited. They were screaming. They, I think they can understand (laughs) it a little bit more. They're a little bit older. It's, it's, it's all they've really known, right. Their whole lives. And, um, right. My youngest was only five when Eric retired. And so I think she's a little bit older now and can understand it. My son has played football now and they're, you know, my older two are in middle school. And so I think it's just a little bit more special that they can understand it a little bit more. So they, they're all in, they're excited. Gage, you know, our only son, Eric had the talk that he's the man of the house and he's got to protect his sisters and look out. <laughs> his mom. He was all in on that and proud to take that role. And so I think there's nothing but excitement for them. Oh, I love that. And and who, who doesn't want to say like, as a kid, like, yeah, my dad's playing for the Rams, you know, like <laughs> you're watching every Sunday. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's so cool for them. So you mentioned that you and Eric were both a little nervous about it when it, when it became official, I'm sure. It, I mean, part of that has to be the physical aspect because I'm sure Eric kept himself in great shape, but NFL shape is a whole nother thing. So physically, did you feel like he was ready to go back to the NFL? Oh my gosh. No. Um, I, I think, you know, like you said, him working out for the past years, he's always worked out. I think that's just, it's good for his mental. It's good for his physical. He says his body feels better when he gets the workout in. And so 
he's always done that. So he wasn't, you know, like he hadn't gained a ton of weight and sitting on the couch and being a bum. <laughs> he's always <laughs> been um, active and he's played basketball and he stayed active. And then he's always been involved in football. He coached Gage this last season, his tackle season. And then he's been involved in the Utah program and literally watches like every NFL game, every, you know, takes notes on their um, calls and their formations <laughs> and all the things. So he's not completely removed, but being in NFL shape, like NFL playoff shape, like there's no way. I was like, no way. Do you even think you could do this? But really it was like a winning situation for him because they put him on the practice squad. They're like, come up here and see what you can do for a week. They had an extra day since it was on a Monday night. So he got up there Tuesday night and really they just had like a team meeting Wednesday. And then he just like worked his butt off Wednesday, um, both physically, mentally, um, learning the defense, you know, this defensive coordinator wasn't there when he was there. And so he had to learn like all the new words and, mm. and, and, just, you know, physically, mentally just has worked his butt off the past two weeks. And, and I knew if anyone could do it, it was Eric. I mean, if it would have been me, I would have just said, no, like there's no, way. <laughs> there's no way <laughs> I could do that in that short amount of time. Eric loves the challenge. He loves to be told he can't do it. And so really he was like, let me just get up there and see what I could do. I think he just was anxious to get there and get started. And, and honestly, I'm just, I've always been amazed by his mentally tough strength, but like, this is just a whole new level and, and he has worked his butt off in every way possible. And, and I, I think he had to in order to make this happen and, and it's shown and I'm just so proud of him. Absolutely. It's, it's so, so cool. And, and I know he's always been so competitive and like you said, kept himself mentally tough and he has looked great out there. Uh, so Chanel, what you're telling me is you don't want Utah state soccer to, to call you out of retirement to come back and play for him. <laughs> no, no. I love my 30 and older league play once a week and just no practice, no stress, go home happy. I'm, I'm content with that. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. That's why Eric is such an inspiration at 37 years old to all of us. Um, so I know there was a lot of people so stoked for Eric to get the shot. Fans, media members, everybody. So what's one of the, the funnest reactions you heard about when the news broke that Eric was coming out of retirement? Um, this is a hard one. Of course, you get like the negative people, right? Like you, you hear the things like, wait, where has he been? And, you know, just just the negative comments. But um, honestly, I, all those thoughts had gone through both of our heads too. And so it wasn't like, it wasn't that too much of a shock or blow, but, um, I, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I just, I just loved how supportive everyone's been. Honestly, it's been humbling to see different coaches and different old teammates and, and family and friends and just everyone just pulling for him. And, and I think that just speaks a lot to Eric's character and, and you know how he's played so high or uh, so long at the highest level and and how he's been such a great guy through the whole thing and I think everyone just wants him to have you know that that storybook ending and and they're just excited mm -hmm. for him and that's been so cool to see I think I too I saw on Instagram someone had made like a picture of him and he looks like a grandpa he's in his jersey and stuff but he's got like gray hair <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, wrinkles all over the place and I'm like I just love it I just love all that I think it's great he loves all that <laughs> He loves people telling him he can't do it and that he's got something to prove. And I don't know. It's just been fun. It's just been amazing. He feeds off of that. Oh my gosh. I know I, I've seen nothing but respect for him from honestly, BYU fans, Utah fans and fans across the NFL. I, I think it's so cool for him. He was in the league for 13 years and you guys were together together mm -hmm. for his college career as well. I mean, you were, you were high school sweethearts. So you've been 
literally through his football journey, almost his entire life with him. So it's got to be tough on yeah. wives and families with all the traveling practices, games, and and because not only are they gone, but they have to be emotionally and mentally invested in each game. So when that all ended, what was it like having him home for those two years? Because, I mean, that could be great, and it also could be very hard because you've been doing a lot on your own. What was that like for you? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great point. I think people don't understand when you're in the NFL, exactly like you say. So they leave, you know, for camp the end of July, and they're basically gone. Um, they've got one day off. Their day off is never really a day off. They've got to work out. They watch film. And and so that that's always a transition from July, you know, starting July to August is always a transition because he's been home now for six months and now he's gone for six months. And then January, February, it's always the same thing too. Like, um, you know, he comes off of being kind of in a way selfish and self-centered and worried about everything that he has to worry about to, to perform at the highest level. And I've been in my routine with the kids and, um, and the kids have grown. Right. And so he can't just jump back into mm -hmm. our lives either in six months. And so it's always been a transition. So when he decided to retire, he just, he retired in February and then COVID hit in March. And we all know how that like threw everyone in for a loop. Right. And so <laughs> for us, it was even like more math, like math, math because it, yeah, it was hard because he was home full time now and now the kids are home full time. And he's going crazy and we're oh, going man. crazy, not used to like how loud and crazy the kids are. And the kid, I'm just trying to like <laughs> keep the peace and, and like, yeah, we're trying to teach the kids, you know, no one knew what was going on. And so it was a transition for sure. And then after that, I think we all just set on routine and it's been great. It's been a great two years after we got through that. And, and yeah, I mean, there's times where I think he, he's just so used to that lifestyle. And so he puts like working out first. And sometimes I have to remind him like, no, you don't have to work out mm -hmm. as part of your job. Now you can do this, this, and this first, right. you know, kids or help with the house or whatever the, and then get your workout in. And, and so he's had to learn that. And he's been great about it though. He's been so helpful. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine when <laughs> suddenly with COVID too, you're like, Oh, please give me some space. You're all just thrown together. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad everything worked out for you guys. Cause that would be hard. <laughs> So has your experience, Chanel, been different watching Eric play now compared to his 13 years in the league? I mean, because having two years off and then at 37 years old being thrown back in it, what what have your your emotions been like and how have they been different? Um, I've definitely been more nervous this time around. Um, I think I was just in the routine. Like you said, it was just all I ever knew. We dated in high school and you played in high school and then we did it in college and he played in college and then he just, you know, it was just like the next step. And so we had gotten into our routine the whole six months. Like I knew what was expected of him. He knew what was expected of him. And then, um, yeah. So I think I've just been more nervous this time. I don't want him to be the reason they lose. I don't want him to be disappointed in himself. <laughs> I'm just so nervous. I just want him to, to do his best and want the team to do their best. And just, I, I don't know. I'm so nervous, more nervous than I had ever been. Um, and I don't know if it's because we've had a two year break. I don't know if it's because they're he's older. I don't know why, but I've just been so nervous, but at the same time, just so excited. Um, we know it's short lived. And so just trying to cherish every minute and, you know, bring the kids along and have the kids involved and, and, and just support him. I've said that if the Rams go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, they have to do a 30 for 30 on Eric because 
I haven't heard anything like this before. And I think it, like I said, he really is an inspiration to all of us in our mid thirties. And what's crazy is his head coach, Sean McVay is only 35. So his head coach is younger than him. What, what's that like for Eric and for you, him having a head coach so young? Has he, has he mentioned that? Um, he, he loves Sean. They, I mean, I think there's a mutual respect there, not only because they're close in age, but honestly, because they just both love football, right? They, they, they love the competitiveness. They're passionate about it. And, and I think they both are at the highest level. Right. And, and so they bounce ideas off of each other. I think Sean's more of an offensive guy and then Eric being the defensive guy. And, and yeah. And so I don't know if age has anything to do with it. They just, they just hit it off from the, from the start and, and just respect each other. And I think too, Eric, Eric's always had that ability to do that with his teammates and his coaches, no matter what their ages are or what level they're at. And, and I think that's one reason why, you know, teammates and fans love him is because he does, he, he respects people. He loves people. He, he just wants to be the best and he wants to make those around him their best. And, and I think it's no different for Sean and for Eric and, and their dynamic. So cool. He, he's a coach's dream. And I'm sure Sean loves having his veteran experience on the team right now to help through the playoffs. All right, Chanel. So my last question for you is what is your prediction for the game on Sunday? Um, of course, I think we're going to win. <laughs> I think it's going to be, a <laughs> I would love for it to be more like our first playoff game than this last game. I mean, that, that almost put me over the edge. But um, it's going to be a battle for sure. And that this team, you know, loves to run the ball and they're more physical. And so I think it's going to be more on his body. But I think I think they can do it. I do. I think if they play the way they know how to play and not have as many turnovers, I think we'll come out on top. And I lied to you. That's not actually my last question, because this is a question that I want to know. There was a video of Eric talking to Tom Brady at the very end of the game. What did he say to Tom Brady? Do you have any idea? Okay. So I, that's not one of the first questions I asked him and, and I didn't even bring that up, but I know everyone else has. And so I just saw it on NFL today, like everyone else has. And I guess Tom Brady said something like, um, something about his body. And, and Eric was like, yeah, I wasn't expect expecting to play that much, but you come out here and, and come back. Like Tom always does. You know? And then Eric had to play more and it just got more physical. And so I think they were just, you know, goofing off <laughs> chit-chatting and, and acting they're like chatting buddies. about their their old manness and i love it that's <laughs> so cool all right former former utah soccer player and wife of la rams eric weddle chanel weddle chanel thank you so much for coming on you were fantastic you were awesome thank you i'm not i'm not used to this kind of stuff so thank you for being patient with me <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you're i'm gonna i'm gonna say you're better than eric I mean, you're better than that. You, <laughs> yes, can go ahead, him that. you can go ahead and relay that to him. <laughs> you are awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Chanel Weddle and Ben Bagley for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.